Christopher Media, the Weedsman Podcast. All right, man, it's time. It's time. Are, are we ready for the list? The list. So we all made this list earlier. We sat around. Maybe uh, got a, maybe got a little too high. But you making know, this list. We, we did get too high because we only made half the list. <laughs> <laughs> the Weedsman Podcast every Friday on iTunes and ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. If you like this show, please tell a friend. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free by clicking through the iTunes banner on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening. He, he took off his button-up shirt, so he means business with this one. <laughs> I, I got the beautiful. white tea just, and a beer now. You just provided the intro, and you didn't even know it. <laughs> Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? Welcome again. We did it. It's Thursday. It's unregimented. It's number 16. We're back again. Can't get rid of us. Legal in the state of Michigan. Oh, we could fuck our own show. (laughs) About time. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. I've only been here for... Eight was my first, right? Is that true? We've we've ramped up production since you've come on board. Yeah, that's true. You you have now... I, I talk a lot. I'm sorry. No, but there you go. There's now bulk of the shows will now feature Rich. Well, what's going to be scary is when I actually move and I'm at my buddy's house in Detroit and I'm only half an hour away instead of an hour away. And I'm like, you want to do three shows a week? I'm down. Shit. <laughs> oh, cool. Fuck it. Let's quit our jobs and go daily. Yeah. <laughs> <when> I, <laughs> um, I mean, I can live off the fat of the land. It's up to you, people. But <laughs> you want us to quit our jobs and go daily? You know, shit, Powers you in your closer, hands. There was a, well, this will be edited out. You see those banners on the website? It could be a uh, could do sports podcast. Me, you, and Rob. That's what I'm saying. It's one of the things that that Chris and I were talking about. Aaron was on, on mm-hmm. the way here when he picked me up because my loser ass needed a ride today. Uh, he, I was like, it, it's. Aaron and I, well, actually, I said A-A-Ron. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I... No, we, get your ass down to O'Shag Hennessy's office. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you and I have the comic book thing, and he kind of bows out. But but we, we you know, we, we got that. We know that. And Chris and I kind of have the sports thing, and that's where you bow. I'm like, so you it's, I, I guess I'm kind of a bridge between you two. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't, I, I haven't figured it well, out don't, yet. Yeah, don't let me stop you from talking about sports. Actually, I brought a comic book with me that I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about. Okay. But, uh. Well, I mean, uh, don't cock tease me like that. But you're well, first, I show you, <laughs> show you the cover. <laughs> Sexy. Yeah. Nah. It's actually called Sex. That's called a teaser, because first I'm going to thank you for listening, liking and sharing Unregimented on Facebook, following us on Twitter at UnregimentedPod, emailing unregimented at ChristopherMedia.net. Numbers get bigger every week, people. We got we got people subscribing. We got people sharing. Thank you. That's all I can say. Thank you. And please tell somebody if you like it. That's how this goes, because if nobody knows about it, nobody can listen. You know, we're doing this for free. We're providing countless hours of entertainment right now. It'd be about 16, maybe somewhere 18. You know, some of the shows have been, I'm rambling. Anyway, subscribe to Unregimented on iTunes for free. 
by clicking through the banner on ChristopherMedia.net. Android users, you can find Unregimented on Stitcher Radio. You can donate to Christopher Media by using the PayPal button on ChristopherMedia.net. Help save podcasting by clicking through the Amazon banner and bookmarking the page. When you buy something, Amazon will donate a part of each purchase to the Podcast Legal Defense Fund, helping to save podcasting from the... Who wants to help me out here? What can we use? Cocksuckers? Uh, uh, okay. Oh. Uh, it's rather bland. <laughs> Only but a goodie. You know, <laughs> those cocksuckers at Personal Audio. If you're looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. That's who we use to host all of the Christopher Media shows, like Unregimented every Monday and Thursday, the Weedsman Podcast every Friday, and uh, our inning ramblings on Tuesdays in the form of the bonus nuggets. Uh, but they, they're entertaining. People, are, people be liking them. Check out the steak nuggets. <laughs> I mean, I'm question everything. They come out every Sunday in the Toddzilla X-Pod uh, whenever he feels like it. At his last one, he did say he tries to shoot for, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Sure, whatever. I mean, if you want me to get my hopes up just so you can dash them against the rock, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Hey, he's a fan of the show. He, he actually, yes, he did say that this is a very good podcast. Yes, he enjoys us. And I'm I'm like, I feel flattered because I honor... He, exactly. He, he's a very opinionated person. Yeah. Very strong opinions. Yes. 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 So if, if yeah, he likes he, us, that means you should like us. So, yeah, <laughs> drink the Kool Aid. It's, just <laughs> it's delicious Kool Aid. It's tasty Kool Aid. But when you sign up for, always during the host gator, things go awry. It's because oh, we yeah? start talking about other shows. <laughs> <laughs> they got, they gotta love me. But when you sign up for host gator by clicking through the link, you help to support ChristopherMedia.net. Finally, DraftKings one day fantasy sports. You're not locked into one team for an entire season. You can draft a new team every day. Christopher Media. Listeners are winning real money as opposed to fake money every day at DraftKings.com. Fancy football's back in a big way with their five million dollar kickoff bashing uh, the first week of football. Please click through the banner ChristopherMedia.net and sign up today. Alrighty, now. Oh, uh, there's, there's there's no liquids to be in the in the studios. Yeah, that shit lasted about a day before someone was. Like, I don't recall Hank Hill being there. Thanks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, you oh, kids. Oh, oh, oh. That's not even Hank Hill. That's uh, the principal, isn't it? No, that was uh, Mr. Anderson, the, the next door neighbor. Oh, 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 you kids. You boys are whacking in my tool shit. <laughs> you, you, you boys are whacking in my tool shit. Where's them Spanish towels? <laughs> Damn hippie clerk. <laughs> I, dude, I miss that show. I, I really do. Like, I know, I know that we're supposed to love Beavis and Butthead because of our age, but I really miss King of the Hill. Three freshmans. I got the pistol, so I get the pesos. Yeah, it's that yeah. band. Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Federation. Yeah, yeah that's that band. It was such a, a weird song, but it was such a good one, too. Just, we're, we're talking about the refreshments. Yeah, I, we did the King of the Hill soundtrack. song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they had the, I got the pistol, so I get the pesos. Yeah, that seems fair. Don't know that one. Yes, you do. Play it. Just I am. If you get the cans on, you, you know it. You know hey. it. I'm gonna drink a Coors tonight. <laughs> An ornery 
Oh shit, shit. you know, I got some Mangria, I might finally go bust that out Ooh, Let's get drunk on this episode, man Get (laughs) (laughs) Have you not seen me fucking just (laughs) Granted, this is not me drunk Let's all get drunk (laughs) in this episode Granted, this is not me drunk. You guys would not like me drunk. I- I'm like this one. You know this song, right? Cup of Joe I was a supermodel. Nope. Uh huh. Really? You don't know this? You'll know it when they no. When it gets the hook, you'll know this bitch. Because you couldn't have for like a good two year period in the nineties. You couldn't avoid this song in the radio. Oh, for a good. A good eight-year period in the 90s, I didn't turn on the radio. Well, the, it was it was whatever the hell I wanted to hear or public radio. This, this is like, did this come before or after that Cracker song? What the world needs now is another folk singer like, because I need a hole in my head. Yes, I because love, somebody straight up ripped somebody off. I love, I, I love Cracker. I, 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 it's, I, I, I believe they came pleasure. first. Oh, can't, oh. dude. I, uh, yeah, Camper Van Camper, Beethoven. Yeah, Camper Van Beethoven. Yeah. They, their cover of uh, Pictures of Matchstick Men is phenomenal. I did not know that. I, I, that that was a cover? Yeah, didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, it's a, a 60s song. It was like a 60s garage band, like psychedelic garage band okay. song. But yeah, I, yeah, cra- I, I didn't know it was a cover for a long time. All right, so you've never heard that song. <laughs> And also, Good for take you. the skinheads bowling. bowling. Take, take them the bowling. Away. Some people say that bowling alleys got big lanes. <laughs> got big lanes. Big lanes. Big got lanes. Big lanes. <laughs> All right, let's start this shit, huh? Oh, you brought a crack? All right. Play crack. Fuck it. It's not even... No, man, you gotta, you gotta play the one we were talking about. What the world needs now. Teen, teen Angst, is that, that's the name of that song, I think right? That, yeah, Teen Angst or Teenage Angst. Teenage maybe Angst, yeah. Maybe it's Teen Angst. Yeah, but it's a great fucking song because it just totally eviscerated fucking the early 90s music scene at the moment. They were like, hey, them, we're Cracker and we're... Them and Pavement. Pa- oh. <laughs> Stone Temple <Dude>. Pilots, the <laughs> Elegant Bachelors. <laughs> they're, so, they're sexy to me, are they sexy to you? <laughs> I always thought this was and, a Tom and Petty And Smashing song. Pumpkins in the same... Oh, right. <laughs> you thought it was Tom Petty. Holy shit. Tell yeah. me this could not be a Tom Petty way. That is... Not, no. It sounds like... Because uh, I'm running... Down and down. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. It made a solo Tom Petty song. Yes, but, yes. But I not, think not, this, this came before Running Down and Dream, didn't it? No, this this come out this come out like ninety two. I think that's around when that Running Down a Dream came out. Uh, Full Moon Fever with Running Down a Dream came yeah. out in uh, eighty eight. Oh, did it? Yeah, because I, I I bought that. Wildflowers came out around then. That was the yeah. early nineties. Was when Wildflowers. Okay. That was a great album. Okay, <laughs> I have to say this. Uh, around the time Wildflowers come out, you know the whole let's get. To the point, let's roll another joint. Oh, yeah. Okay, that song, You Don't Know How It Feels, that's 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 the song. Riff what, had a live version of it. It was Tom Petty, and now he's, so, uh, and that, and that Florida Southern drawl, he has, uh, what song you want to hear next? And this dude with the loudest voice ever was like, 
Cleveland Joint Soul! <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect, man. And he goes, okay, I know how uh, Detroit likes to roll, so let's go. And he started the song. <laughs> I love it. Have you seen the documentary the do- on Tom Petty? Oh, it's fucking phenomenal. Okay, wait a minute. Is it about wildflowers, or is it just about... Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it, the whole history. No. Yeah, and I'm it, a huge Tom Petty fan, oh, so I'm God. surprised I haven't Oh, you seen gotta it. see it. It's a long-ass documentary, too, but uh, yeah, it covers everything. It's fantastic. I can't remember what it's called, but you know, look it up. Well, a cousin, it was uh, Black Crows and Tom Petty at Pine Knob. Oh, oh my God. And my cousin. Oh, I'm a little Black, bit hard right I, now. <laughs> I have seen the Black Crows live. Phenomenal band. I missed them, except for three songs. You fucked up. At, at, at Pine Knob. <laughs> However. Yeah, but those three songs are probably a half hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, soul singing somehow ended up being like 45 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, uh, but, I, but I got to see them at the state, and I was like, from me to you is where Mark Ford, the guitar player, was. Mm-hmm. And they did an hour and a half set, about 45-minute acoustic set, and they came back out and did another. Uh, essentially, uh, they, essentially, they did three sets, and it was just fucking great. But when, when I went to go see Tom Petty, my cousin came with me, and he's like, I don't even fucking like Tom Petty. Fucking, I don't even know any Tom Petty songs. And I'm going, how the fuck do you have ears and you can hear and you not know a Tom Petty song? End of the show, he goes, every fucking song you played, I knew it was a hit. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, he's only been around for like 40 years. I, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, but he's one of those, even, he's one of those artists, even uh, somebody who, like myself, who reads and listens to a lot of different music and studies the history of bands and all that, and think that I have a healthy knowledge will still be blown away by the number of hits that that man has produced. You oh, just yeah. go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, and that one, and that one, and that one. Holy shit. Yep, yeah. That, that's, that's essentially what happened to my cousin. He was just like, I oh, didn't realize, man. I'm like, oh. You better recognize Tom and Petty. Talk about maintaining a career. I mean, better than Bob Dylan did, even. I mean, Bob Dylan's maintained his integrity. Not to say that Tom Petty hasn't, but he's managed to also maintain a really steady career of... I, I say this because you know, people will still go see Bob Dylan, but, oh, he yeah. does, but he doesn't get shit on the radio. Oh, n- no, not at all. No, And he's also gone back to... I mean, he's kind of regressing musically. I don't mean that as an insult either, but uh, there's... More to his acoustic roots? Uh, more of his stuff has, has been uh, kind of jazzy... Okay. Um, bluesy kind of stuff. You know, turn of the century, going back to the turn of century music. Okay. But yeah, I, I, I just want to fucking call Riff and be like, find me <laughs> the, 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 the live track that you guys used to play where... So, uh, what was on your way here? The Joint Song! <laughs> so fucking great, man. Where, where, where the fuck were we? Tom, I, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> fuck the police. Oh, no, that was last one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've, we've, we've done fuck the police. They're well fucked. In, you know, in the and let's clarify there. something right now, because this will be like our little follow-up. What's that? Not just in general... We know it's some bad apples fucking it up for everybody else. Not everybody 
joins the police force to get out of hand like that. Which, not everybody that joins the police force I, does have that mentality. We didn't dwell on that issue, but I thought we made the point clear. Yeah, but it's, you just never know. You know, so it, a lot, we, we've proven... A, if you want to make if you want to make a disclaimer for those freaks who just... Well, no, uh, we've just proven <laughs> time and time again a lot of people hear what they want to hear. Yeah, they, yeah. They extrapolate what they want to hear. And I'm just... Let's call this a, a proactive move, a, pre, a preemptive move. And I can really give <laughs> a fuck. We're going all bush. We're, well, we're preemptive. We're, we're, I mean, we're I really, a preemptive strike. Quite honestly, I could give a fuck. But at the same time, I I do support the the people that the guys that generally are doing what they're supposed to do and not being fascist fuckheads. Mm-hmm. I just want to put that out there. You know, it's no, just I, too bad. That, apple. That's a low bar to set. I, well, <laughs> I tru- I truly believe that. Okay, but if you want- that most police want to do police work to not be. You know, uh, but I think they're a little misdirected sometimes on what police work actually entails, and I think that's why I think this is a lot of it's a cultural thing for uh, police officers because you give them, you know, these uh, armored vehicles like we were talking about in last episode, uh, automatic weapons. You give them these tools. How can you expect them not to want to use them? Again, it's kind of the we were, when we were talking about off air about the military, and, and I I said, well, when you're a hammer, everything yeah, looks like a nail. Everything, yeah, yeah. You, you, we compared it to when we had the little incident with the stove here at the house. Oh yeah, the guy jumped off the back of the fire truck with his axe. Yeah, he never got to house. use the axe, and he was like, great, awesome. I, I think homeboy watched a little bit too if, much uh, Rescue Me. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I didn't have the door open already and was like greeting him. He might have just knocked it down. But anyway. Yeah. Rich, Rich is enjoying a cigarette over there. I'm sorry. He's help, he, no, you're helping to pay for the governor, the governor's drapes. Oh, so shit. He, he no, appreciates it. Here, I thought he was going to be like, look here, asshole, I told you. No, no. <laughs> Don't stop, be smoking too much. Stop smoking in my studio. Hey, you're an adult. You can do whatever you want. It's why when I saw you blast off with the inhaler, I was like, oh, shit. My bad. No, that's the cats. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not going to get rid of them, though. So Mm-mm. no, you oh, know, and and by the way, thank you, Chris, <laughs> asshole that you are. Did you see the t- the post he posted on Facebook that we're tagged him? Uh, it's, it's a gentleman sitting with his cat, and it says the oh, perfect yeah, yeah. date yeah. night or something. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling the bottle of wine, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. glass of wine. Th- thank you, asshole. Just want to say. It. But we had in a conversation earlier about cigarettes because I heard something about the. I thought the tax was going up, but I guess I the story I actually heard was about the uh, appropriation of tax money. Uh, state excise tax on cigarettes which is michigan's one of the highest it's two dollars a pack yeah that's on top of i think the government has a standard one dollar yeah on packs yeah so uh what do you pay for a pack of cigarettes in Michigan, uh, on average and sometimes it's roughly, up to seven roughly, to eight dollars r- well roughly between six and seven yeah it's usually more around 650 yeah. if i had to average it out it's about 650 and you can get a lot of coupons too and there's even especially more independent uh Stores and and convenience stores will do sales on them sometimes. On, oh yeah, on like deals. if you buy three packs, they'll give them to you for five fifty right. a piece. Actually, it's probably not so much the gas stations because what they're really doing there—that's a loss leader. That's what Best Buy did with CDs when people still bought them. Okay, they priced them really low to get people in the door to buy the shit that they make money off of—the sodas, the candy bars, and all that shit. Most gas stations don't make money off of gas or cigarettes. Or cigarettes. Yeah. 
Maybe yeah. they, or even even liquor stores or party stores as they're known here in Michigan. Yeah, uh, you know at a party, <laughs> uh, they don't they don't really make money off of uh, off of booze. No, I mean that's actually you go to a lot of party stores and you try to take bottles back and they get pissy with you. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we know you paid us ten cents per you know bottle when you left, but. You got to bring that shit back, really. You can take that shit to Kroger's, you know, <laughs> where, where they're actually going to make money. Um, but yeah, um, when I lived in New York, I, I would say New York, Chicago have the highest. New taxes. York is uh, well, I, and the map that I saw it was two, two and a quarter. Well, New York, you, you but you, I think you, it went you up. Almost pay ten bucks a pack in I, New York. Okay, so. yeah, that's what I've heard too. So I'm not I'm not clear on that. I mean, maybe it's just the I mean, there's a uh, there's more cost of living expenses. Well, there's in a, New there's, York. A, there's the there's the the stick. Are we really listening to Tax Man by Stevie Ray Vaughan? Sure are. Okay, that that threw me for a loop. I never expected to hear Stevie Ray Vaughan out of either of you guys. I thought you guys hated that type shit. Uh, I don't hate good guitar playing. Okay, um, unless it's Andrew Malmsteen, because he's yeah. just stupid. Yeah, well, he's I'm more of a Robin Trower fan myself. Bridge of Size, fuck, awesome yeah. album, and, and it's a good headphone album. You put oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, headphones on, and just when he starts into it, <laughs> oh my dick! Just I, I, I got a tip drip thinking about it. Sorry, but no, um, New York, I, I believe it's it, they have their state tax, yeah. which is higher than ours. They probably have a city tax too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I know. When I lived in uh, Central New York. The price of a pack of cigarettes was cheaper than New York City, mm-hmm. and New York City was like, "These are strip club prices." Do I get a blowjob with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> fucking, are you serious? You want me to fight? And this is going on 20 years ago. You want me to pay fucking nine dollars for a pack of cigarettes? Like, and it, 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 I, I literally looked at the guy. and was like, at this point, it's just cheaper to smoke weed. And he goes, "Huh." <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Here's He's like, you yeah, said yeah. it, I didn't, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was a bodega on top of that. <laughs> so hey, I probably black could, ass. Yeah, I, I probably could have got some. Maybe he thought that's where I was going with that. but Yeah, well. He, he means weed. <laughs> so I wanted to know the question as to, uh, you know, what the actual tax was on cigarettes, how the breakdown was. I found, you know, $2 from the state, or goes to the state, dollar goes to the federal but where does the money go there? Then from there, so we found a couple uh, destinations for that money. Oh, oh yes. Uh, go, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Rick Schneider. Rick Schneider has wonderful window treatments. Oh, they're, well, they're going to be divine. I can only imagine. <laughs> I don't. I don't. He's not going to want to leave the capital. That's the biggest problem here, probably. <laughs> no. So to get to what we're talking about here. There was uh, a vote that kind of happened quietly over the summer about appropriating $3 million a year from uh, the fed- uh, the state excise tax on cigarettes, which is $2 a pack, and appropriating that for keeping up the Capitol building. Now, it's a pretty large bill. I don't know how it compares to most state capitals. It looks pretty big. It's got a big dome on it. It looks very, very traditional, like Washington-type building. Yeah. I imagine it does have... Uh, there's a lot of expense in upkeep. 
on it. But three million dollars does seem a little excessive. I think there might there might have been a little bit of padding in the bill here because we actually got oh, the, you, we got the breakdown. No, come on now. Our government would never do that. <laughs> I wonder if they shot these prices around. <laughs> so for the for 2014, this is what they, they actually their bill is uh, 3.7 million dollars. I don't know how they got to that number because it says they had three three million. Maybe they all pitched together the, the extra <laughs> 700,000. I, I, I kind of doubt it, but okay. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But some of the larger items on here: chiller and cooling tower replacement, 1.4 million dollars. But anyway, we should bid on this one dollar. <laughs> yeah. There's always going to be the chick that's just flopping out of her this? shirt. Yay! <laughs> Running down the aisle. <laughs> Ferris parking lot replacement. Anyone want to guess how much do you think this beautiful parking lot would be worth? Uh, 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 um, Bill, uh, uh, the price is. Uh, let me guess, seven hundred fifty thousand. Seven hundred fifty thousand and one. <laughs> oh, I'm being that dick. <laughs> to the actual price, two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. So I think that maybe that seems really reasonable. I don't know how, par- how what a parking lot goes for. That seems reasonable. Um, drapes for the governor's parlor. <laughs> oh, now this sounds um, fancy. Um, uh, These beautiful drapes imported from the- uh, China. Uh, uh, we'll who, add who does, a lustrous feel right to now? your office. Drew, Drew, care. Drew, and I, let I, other I'm, state I'm, governors know that you mean business. I, I'm betting uh, 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 twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. I'm going unorthodox here. Nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. <laughs> no one's ever made that move. This <laughs> year, actually, it. closest actual price seventeen thousand six hundred sixty-one dollars. Yeah, it worked, motherfucker. You got to pay taxes on them prizes, though. Enjoy that. Now, I already played both. How big is this? How big is this office, and what do you get for seventeen grand in drapes? Uh, and is the whole thing just? They, dra- do they come with a blowjob? Yeah, that's, that's, yes. I'm that's, imagining that there's just drapes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just like a maze. There's a wall. There's a governor. Governor, I'm over here. Go- governor, <laughs> wait, I can never find him in this. It's room. just like it's just like a wall, and there's drapes, and you <laughs> think you're gonna open it and just see a window? No, it's just another wall behind it. It's just. Uh, Put drapes up all over the place. Yeah, it constantly I, looks like uh, somebody's going to paint a 19th century nude reclining somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is, everything's look, draped over. Look, even 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 uh, the um, homosexual uh, crowd in fashionable Ferndale doesn't have that many window fucking treatments. No, in the entire fucking city. I uh, come on now. No. Not really. Rick Schneider does not need 17 fucking grand. For his fucking drapes. Let's, let's be honest about that. But hey, that's that's government. And hey, oh, you need a new toilet seat lid? That'd be four hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> well, really? I'd be cheering if I was their gardener. <laughs> because um, wait a minute, I got I got a lot of friends that are landscapers. Let me get them in. Go ahead. Oh no, wait, never mind. Scratch that. Never mind. Oh 50, no, he's making fifty grand. I mean, that's not earth shattering. But I, I don't know. That seems like a decent. Pay for that's what they paid up to keep the garden. In- interior decorative painting and wood grain wood graining assessment. So they're going to paint the inside and they're going to assess the wood. 
Probably clean it up. Yeah. How much? For a whole year. Shit. We Third. had 17 <laughs> for some window treatments. I'm going to go 50. 50 uh, you're, you're a little high. 35,000. I, I said that I would take that debt. 35 grand a year is a pretty decent pay. Oh, yeah. I'll spend the whole year painting the inside of the Capitol building. I've never, on a tax form, <laughs> declared 35 grand in a year. So, well. <laughs> Legally, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I, fuck it, yeah, thirty-five grand, I'll take it in a heartbeat. What? Ha! They have to be fancy ass window treatments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, they're gonna shoot so many music videos in the governor's office. <laughs> It's going to be so pimp. You think it's like that episode of The Fresh Prince where his parents went away and he fucking had the, 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 the rap video yeah, with fucking yeah. Melvin DeVoe in there? And they're trying to like dance up in the video. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just trying to be in the video. <laughs> oh, they're getting a fancy Honeywell control update, too. They're going to uh, probably have some kind of... Maybe it's one of these uh, smart systems that like knows how many senators are in the room and how much they're talking, so it knows how much cold air to pump in to, <laughs> to, to, to fight all the hot air. air. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's got a makeup air unit. So, something I want to bring up. Uh, I, I don't know how you guys are about this band, but I, I crashed at a buddy's house the other night, and he has uh, the Palladium channel. And they show a lot of concerts and, and music documentaries. And one of them was The Rise and the Fall of the Clash. And I haven't seen that, but I, I do like The Clash. I, okay. And, it, I mean, it went into great detail about how they were put together. Kind of like, uh, weren't we talking about uh, Alice in Chains? Mm-hmm. It was an assembled band. Yeah. Dude, and, whatever. Bands come together in all sorts of fashions. What's oh, important, what they accomplish, what they do get together. All right. All right hey, hey, hey. hey you, you, you've already stripped down to the white T-shirt. <laughs> I don't want no fucking... Hey, don't get no master blaster on me. You know, one man enter, two man or two men enter, one man leave. I'm, I'm good, but... Play the one about the daddy. My daddy was a bank robber. <laughs> That's that one. That's one of my favorite. But, uh, but no, it was, it, was, it was a fascinating documentary because... Joe Strummer came mm-hmm. from money, where Mick Jones didn't, and it was it, the, the the documentary. It got to a point where the, their relationship was contentious, and it actually got to the point where I didn't, I didn't even realize this. Where Mick Jones was fired from the Clash, and mm-hmm. they brought in two guitar players to replace him. Yeah, I guess I. And, and, and I, I just wrote that out of my memory of the Clash because the Clash to me is Joe Strummer, Mick Jones, uh, Paul the bass player, and mm-hmm. I, I, Topper I think was the drummer. Um, they had a couple drummers, but but yeah, and it, it it was it was just a great documentary to watch because even if you weren't into the band, like I'm not a huge Clash fan, uh, I'll be the first to admit that. I know the hits. You know, blah blah blah, but the way the guys were in the in the documentary, I was like, "Holy shit!" These guys came over from fucking England and took over New York City for an eight fucking day stint at some just shit bar. You know, I mean, they they actually had the police had to come out because there was the bar held. uh, I think it was he said like thirty. 
it helped that 360 some people and fucking 800 people were packed in the bar and like, <laughs> this was it it's the clash it's like I never thought they were that you know that big and this is well before their fucking you know U2 phase where they were in you know we're gonna play huge festivals and, and, and places mm-hmm. but the other thing was just how interesting it was to see that Joe Strummer was very much like the rockabilly guy and then Mick Taylor went to New York when he went to New York he fell in with all the hip hop guys and he really wanted to bring that element to the clash and then when when Joe Strummer was like Mick Taylor take a fucking hike he started Big Audio Dynamite, which, as a, as, a, as a former DJ, I gotta imagine you know Big Audio Dynamite, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they even, they sampled the Clash. Yeah, yeah, well, it's for one band. of their hits. Yeah, it, yeah. fuck it. You might, if you're gonna rip off somebody, they, they you might sampled, rip off should yourself. Should I stay or should I go? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Bless you. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I just, it, it, it's funny to me because I, this Clash is a band that was always on my radar, but they were never, like, in my sights, if that makes sense. I uh-huh. I liked them. I, I saw the Joe Strummer documentary about, uh, it was after he died from that heart attack. Green Day's their fault. I mean, you can hear it. There's no Green Day without the Clash. Well... There's no faking an English accent when you don't have one. Yeah, there's no rancid without yeah. the clash. Yeah. There's what? I, I kind of like rancid. Don't fucking shit on rancid. I'm not shitting on them. I'm stating musical facts if you have ears. If I have to pick between Green Day and rancid, I'm going with rancid. Thank you, thank you, thank you. See, I'll pick, and I'll, I'll say, I know the mics can hear me in recording. I'll pick Green Day, just personal preference. Really? That guy can write a song. Really? That really? guy... That guy, some, you, you want some Billy Joel? He can write a song. He knows how to write a pop hook. Man can write a song. You can't deny him that. He can work a DCG fucking chord progression for every I fucking high school. He knows it's right. no, okay, right. about three You're chords sorry. and something you can hum. You're right. I cannot deny that what he wrote were songs. <laughs> He, he actually I can't, wrote songs. I can't deny I can't, that. I can't. They, yeah, they have a certain rhythm, and they're all and they're in a key. <laughs> they are, in actuality, songs. Okay, this <laughs> this is the era that I want. I want more of this. I want more of that bitter. Just come on, man, let it out, man. You know you want to. Come on, man. Just fucking hate on everything okay, everyone I'm, loves. Come on. Let's it's like it. you really don't like. This is a song that I use. Like this. Right. How is this any different from but. the songs I was just playing? Because uh, I don't believe them when they do it. Okay, so so you're one of those people that, and please, I'm I'm the same way. If this is how you are, uh-huh. uh, you look for authenticity in music. And everything well, you were just talking about what a big bunch of fakes the Clash were. No, but no, 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 no. I didn't. Joe Strummer came from fucking money, and he had that, like, like guilty... We talked about this. The guilty white boy syndrome. He was like, I, there's so many people who don't have, and I come from this. And Mick Taylor came from fucking shit, and he was like, I got money now? I'm gonna start fucking models, and I'm gonna be fucking... The, I'm gonna smoke the best weed. What anybody would do. What, what we would do. 
if we got put in that position. I uh, okay, and forgive me for this, but I kind of think I would take the John Vachante route. I, I, I can put my music out there. I make a living from it. I don't need to be on the fucking cover of Rolling Stone. I don't need it. Don't want it. Easy to have that attitude when you've sold millions of records. Well, I'm just saying, like, you have... We, we, we talked about this in one of the very first podcasts. Mm-hmm. The type of career as a musician we would like is we make a living with our music, but we don't need to be... You know, uh, top forty. You don't need. Yeah. You don't, we don't need to be on I've MTV. A, I've never had a desire to be on a magazine. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. And I, I, I think, I think Joe Strummer, he he bought into because a part of this documentary is their manager. Um, I cannot remember his name, so forgive me. They 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 fired him, and then brought him back. But their manager was very much like a, a you know a Marxist and like had all this rhetoric. And Joe bought hook, line, and sinker, but he was genuine with it. Whereas this guy was like, I think it's a way to fucking sell records. Isn't and it all a way to sell records? <laughs> so there's so there's Bernard Rudds. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, Early influence aside from managing the Clash. According to Wikipedia, it, yeah, I, I, it, it, it might be. Um, so, but wait a minute. Oh, he, he previously collaborated with Malcolm McLaren, managing the early Sex Pistols. Yeah, yes, yes, that's the guy. Okay, yes, so it is him. Okay, so wait a minute. You, you blew my mind just now with something you said. Wow. Isn't it all to sell records? So you don't believe there's anything genuine in music? You believe it's all fucking... Uh, uh, I don't believe at, that at this point, wanting yes. to sell records really? or selling a lot of records means that it's not genuine. If I make... Wanting, if I, to, sell, wanting to sell a lot of records is a genuine thing. Like that's... <laughs> But there's a difference between someone who who records songs that they believe in and puts them out, and if they mm-hmm. sell, so fucking be it. And someone who goes, "What's the what's the what's the temperature of the of of pop culture right now?" Let me go ahead and jump on the latest bandwagon. I mean, sometimes, honestly, yeah, but. Anytime you show somebody your band, it's no longer about just making yeah, music. Yeah, but you know we don't we don't uh, we don't consider athletes in the same way. An athlete has the desire to be the best at what he does, and he doesn't. He might try and do some Let's try to do that music you get ostracized. Well, no, I mean, no, I don't. I don't think so at all. You don't you, to be the, if you want to be the world's fastest long distance runner. You don't come up with a new way of running. You just do. You just do it better than anybody else. And but I, it's not so much that the technical side of it is is the drive that I'm talking about. And some people just have that drive to excel to the top. And I think you get that in pop music like anything else. And that that can be that that is a very genuine uh, drive. You know, actually, Henry Rollins said that he doesn't discredit anyone's reasons for making music as long as they're genuine. I make music because I feel driven to. I it, It's like uh, it's a way to kind of excise my demons. You know, it's uh, it's an emotional purge for me. Some guys do it to get laid. That's fine. That's <laughs> them. That's not me. You know, but that's still a valid that's, that's still a valid uh, uh, drive to have just as well as anything else. I guess I guess what I'm saying is, uh, I just th- I just I've th- never th- I've th- never th- monkey wrench at you. I've never I've never sat down and wrote a song and been like I'm writing a song for people to like. 
See, I the song comes I out. Do. It, 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 whatever it comes out as, it comes out as, and if people like it, good. Well, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, I probably the biggest show I played was with the White Stripes at the Masonic Temple, and mm-hmm. fucking you know, got, you know, thousand fucking people just yeah, you know, clapping after my song. Yeah, did I enjoy that? Yes, but. It's. It wasn't the reason I wrote the song. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what I'm saying? It, it was to me. And this is. And it comes off as pretentious. So fucking be it. You got to be true to yourself. And if and if and if you're a fucking. But you can't do both. No, no you can't. Can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and I, Chris and I had this conversation in specs over. Uh, <laughs> It's amazing you're playing fucking Kid Rock because it was over Kid Rock. It was a genuine article. It was uh, it was a discussion about Kid Rock. It was when his uh, was probably talking about Devil Without a Cause and him selling the fuck out. No, it wasn't Devil Without a Cause. It was when his uh, the, the, the song he did that sampled fucking Metallica come out. You know the one I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. This, this, one this is probably when I was at radio because that song came out while we were out. No, no, we were we were we were. It was very tail end of specs, and we started talking about it. And I said, "This is all I said," and this tripped his fucking wire. I said, oh, "Man, Kenny's fucking killing it on that guitar solo." And next thing I knew, there was a fifteen fucking minute rant from you. Oh really? That me? just who me? Yeah, that just just fucking shit all over Kid Rock. He's like, "Well." The devil without a cause. Half that shit was on the polyfuse method. He just re-recorded it. He couldn't even come up with some new shit. Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, holy shit, dude, you got a serious fucking hard on for fucking Kid Rock. Because I was also fresh out of like working at a music store at that time, too. So, I mean, cynicism may have been at all-time highs. Well, I, I, oh, yeah, I worked at a music store during uh, when ICP were up, up and coming, and kids were freaking out over their cassettes. Oh yeah, I, the, the, I had just as much hatred for them. Okay, but here's okay. Now here's the thing. We used to work for a company. Uh, we did screen printing. We handled all of psychopathics screen printing. I am so fucking sick of looking at anything to do with ICP because mm-hmm. we it was it was right before their uh, what is it gathering of the juggalos or whatever. Yeah. See, this is really early when they were just still a local phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. And, but and you, yeah, go on. Oh my god, fucking twenty five thousand t shirts, and it was every it was it was every Joker's card, it was <laughs> yeah. every fucking EP. Which I have to say, I, I I did take this the the Santa Claus is a fat bitch uh, t shirt <laughs> that has Santa Claus with a with a, with a gunshot wound in the middle of his head, and he's dead, and he's laying Jesus. there. I took that one because on the back it said "Merry fucking Christmas, bitch," you know, and I was like, that's pretty much how I feel about Christmas. So I'll take this shirt. Just get the ICP off. They have to. They have to have so many different designs because they're fans. That's all they wear. Oh, they have to yeah. have an ICP shirt for each day of the week. One of my coworkers had the Hatchet Man tattooed on him. Oh yeah, like you know the 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 dude who's fucking naked running with the hatchet. Yeah. Yep. What's her name? Hurt? No, it was a guy. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, Junior, if you're listening to this, sorry, I didn't mean to put you on blast about that one. Oh, you just did. <laughs> but no, and ICP. Here's here's something else. I didn't realize this. There was a I don't know, about five six years ago. There was a, a, a local news story about ICP, and they said these guys are worth a hundred fucking million. Oh yeah. 
liquid. They are worth a hundred fucking li- liquid. Yeah. It's it like, means they got it laying around, yes. sons. <laughs> what you want? You need a grand? I got I want my ass with thousand dollar bills. Son. Are we talking about boiler room now? I don't know. Oh, okay, because you sound like Ben Affleck from Boiler Room. I am fucking two million liquid. I got it laying around my house. You want? Yeah, I, I, that's a couple thousand. That's what I find in my fucking cushions. You know? Yeah. No, anywho. Well, yeah. And, and, Let's talk about juggalos. I'm sorry, am I cutting you off? Well, no, 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 I'm just saying, like, I can't believe, I can't fucking believe ICP, these two morons, who have not a, I've I've met. They're from right up the road here, from where we're living. Yeah, 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 and and Eminem called them out on it. He said, you ain't seen a fucking mile road south of 10, and you claim in Detroit. You ain't shit. Stop it. But I can't believe these guys are fucking hundred million dollars liquid. How the fuck, dude? Yet yeah, bands like I—I I, I don't even fucking know. I, 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 I'm so irritated at the thought of it. And don't get me wrong. I look, I, I look at ICP. I look at ICP like I look at Kiss or Guar. They're a niche band. It's a joke. Don't Here's, take them seriously. Okay, Kiss. I don't agree with. Because there's two reasons why I appreciate ICP. And I'll get to Guar. I do kind of agree with because. Guar is a perfect example of a band that's built a following without the industry. Mm-hmm. And that's what ICP did. Oh, definitely, definitely. And that's where I you really have to give them credit. They didn't go, okay, we got this idea for clown rappers. Let's get a publicist. Let's just inundate everybody with all this shit and try and get our shit on the radio. I mean, I'm sure they made attempts at doing that. They wanted their shit to be heard. They promoted it. But they did so. They built up, a, a from the grassroots level, a following well, I, that I, spread out from Detroit just across the nation. I, t- I told you guys in episode 8 when I was in Phoenix the alternative rock station played ICP constantly. Yeah. Constant. Constant. I mean, Dead Body Man, Netting Game. Like, shit, I, I don't even hear them in Detroit like that. Yeah. But they were huge out there. When I was when I lived in Florida, when I worked at... It, 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 <laughs> What is a juggalo, really? <laughs> but when I worked in Florida at Circle K, dude comes in and he's got his total fucking like juggalo makeup on. Yeah. And the guy working with me goes, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Lots of things. I'm like, Sorry. He's probably going to the ICP show yeah. that's you know, down the road here. And he goes... How the fuck do you know that? I'm like, motherfucker, Fago. I'm from Detroit, bitch. You know, so how do I? How do you not know ICP if you're from Detroit? So here's here's my other point about ICP. And correct me if I'm wrong. In my experience, juggalos are not violent. They do not go looking for a fight. They choose to keep to themselves. They like hanging out with other juggalos. They have they have kind of like a code of conduct amongst right, themselves. This is I'm not saying that, you know, I'm going to go around challenging a fight thing and they're going to back down. If I, you know, no, I, if I walk up to a bunch of them, call them pussies, they'll probably try and beat my ass. <laughs> but they, they it, don't it, have about a, five of them to do they it. They don't though. have a violent agenda and they don't go looking for trouble from my experience. No, uh, Junior, who is a friend of mine, burning in the third degree, I swear to never go down, not even in your town. We won't be sleeping, only creeping, and I'm not sleeping. You ever seen this on YouTube? I'm only repping. The hatchet, can you catch oh it? Oh my god, turn it off, please. <laughs> my fucking IQ is dropping Am- amateur, by the moment. Amateur juggalo? Oh my god, Jesus. 
But no, I, saying, Junior, who homies, is a friend of mine, and I would oh, say is, uh, is really, he's the but one with the Hatchet Man tattoo. He's, no, he's he's all about positivity and all this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how the fuck do you get that out of They're kind of like the see- ravers of the, of the hip-hop world. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. For lack of a better term, yes, exactly. And their and their festivals, their concerts go down like Burning Man. Sometimes I, I've heard some. I've heard some very shitty things though. Too. Yeah, yeah. Like any situation, you give an opportunity to uh, creep, they will find it and take advantage of it. You know, but in general, Juggalos pretty peaceful people. <laughs> a buddy of mine, uh, a couple of years ago, he goes, he's the farthest thing from a fucking juggalo you can get. And he goes, have you seen this documentary about the juggalos? I'm like, no. He goes, you have to see this clip. And he posted it. And it was a guy He's like, yeah, I know I'm a big fat guy. That's why I'm going to get me a skinny bitch. And I'm going to get her fat. And that way we can lose weight together. Because blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh my God, what? this is fucking <laughs> exactly the most nonsensical shit ever. But I cracked up because it was like, well, you know. <laughs> We're only going to do an hour on ICP, by the way. <laughs> well, I mean, look, okay, it, the FBI has declared them a gang, flat out. I mean, so if the FBI is fucking calling ICP a gang, I guess it's a legit subject. Uh, last time I checked, I never got jumped by Juggalos, never got jacked by jug- Juggalos. Uh, was forced to fucking print their goddamn shirts that's about that's about the only thing they've done to me <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen the listening audience we What's lost the- aaron oh, oh oh no 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 oh oh oh, oh he's coming back no i was gonna say it's it's I, I, once again i quote mr george carlin probably like any other group few winners whole lot of losers well yeah don't get me wrong don't get me wrong guys i can i've owned and i and, and i'm sure if you dig through my record collection i still own some ICP albums. I but I listen to them as a for, almost like Weird Al. I listen to them and I don't take them like serious. It's not a like it's not a lifestyle. It's to me. It's 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 a it's they're a comedy group, right? That's how I listen. Like to Like Yeah, 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 yeah. You definitely. You want to diss us? You want to diss insane twisted? Oh, well, here goes a remix from us to you. This is the truth about Slim Anus. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, you're damn right my anus is slim because I ain't getting fucked in it like you two faggots in crowd makeup. That's what fucking Eminem came back on. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they fucked up there like slim anus. Well, your anus should be slim unless you're a homosexual, so. Or you're a chick who's down with that. I mean, and. and they're probably both worth the same amount of money. Chicks that are down with that? God bless you. I'm just saying, like, I've never. What sex? Oh, I've never seen a woman. I, Mm. Don't have to worry about pulling out. Never seen a woman shit out of a baby. So, it's, it's it's like a woman that swallows. Never saw a woman barf up a baby either. So, you know what I'm saying? No no worry about that. Sorry. I, I just, I, I, took, it, I, can't I get, took it to a dark place. I can't get down with the anus. I mean, not... Okay. <laughs> you are the gift that keeps on giving my friend. <laughs> I thought Rob was good for the... You are, I got... You are outnumbering Rob with the things yeah. I have isolated that Actually, you say. It's not... I have no ill will towards... <laughs> The anus. Are you talking, please? I think. Okay, pause. Can can I finish? Yes. yes. Can I finish? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, fingers, tongues, noses. Yeah, everything but the dick goes in the butt. (laughs) For me. (laughs) 
So, so in, that's in other words, what like, you're saying is you eat pussy proper because you've come up on some ass before. You if, know you're eating, pussy, if you're eating pussy proper, you've come up on ass before. You, know, what I'm I can, you know I can cut out butt the dick from that statement. <laughs> so it sounds like you just say everything goes in the anus. <laughs> Look, here, okay, I'm not an Plus, advocate of butt sex. I'm just saying it's nice to have the option. And and once the option is on the table, most of the time I don't I don't. But I, even if the option's there, it. I'm probably gonna want a condom anyway. I just have that like Play-Doh Fun Factory image. <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> this little shit worm come out of my urethra. <laughs> Oh Jesus! It's gonna be impacting in there. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, okay. I can clean my finger well. I don't want to have to scrub the inside of my dick. I'm just, okay. If if I had that feeling, I would feel this way. The, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would. Uh, I won't name her, but I was I was with a girl, and it's the first time it, it, it ever happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, having you know well, I've, see I've tried hit it, it. Hit it hit I know it, from experience it, I don't like it oh no 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 no. what I'm saying is I was hitting it you know vaginal sex from behind mm-hmm. and you know I looked down that's my style <laughs> <laughs> I looked down and there was blood on my dick and I uh-huh. flipped the fuck I thought I broke my shit I, I was really? like what the fuck did I do to my dick and I pulled out and she no. was like I'm you so beat that pussy up I, 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 it started my period, and I didn't tell you. And I had no, dude. I was a fucking kid. I had no idea. So I was like, "Oh, this is normal." Okay, well, let me go get a drop cloth. We'll put this down. You know what I'm saying? And we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm going to Home Depot. I'll be right back. <laughs> we'll keep going. Oh no, no. My response to I'm on my period is I'll get a towel. <laughs> really? Oh so yeah. You you you've got your red wings. Oh yeah! Oh my God, dude! You, you, it, like, you know people can hear this, right? <laughs> you, what is that a bad thing? To, to munch on a chick to eat bloody pussy? I don't even. I, Aaron, it tastes you a little continue, like you continue a every like day. Every, Some, but it's still it smells good. like pennies and seawater. Yeah, I got it. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know about the chicks that you've been with, <laughs> but no, I keep oh my, my girls clean. <laughs> Oh, okay. You constantly, constantly, you, you you just shock me. I no, I never would have like imagined. I'm a man you, of many facets. I just well, I got my bib on. It's time to go down. Is it is it that time like of the month? Lobster bib. I it's like a, a spicy taco. Let's I get a, down here. I got a, ri- a white bib with the red like leg spread. Kind of no. like the kind of like the, the trucker profile thing. Well, it's just got them spread open. This this explains this explains you eating so a del taco. Get it. <laughs> no, it explains you eating a del taco. You probably eat the spicy sauce at del taco, don't you? I just <laughs> I just eat all the lettuce out of it first. <laughs> just licking the shit out. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you know, I don't say this often, but. Uh, we need motherfucking Jesus, you know. <laughs> we, we need we need to we need to talk to somebody. There's something wrong with us. But no, I more power to well, you. I, I, I've no, no, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I've I've been going down mm-hmm. and been surprised. Like whoa, okay, mm-hmm. all right. But I the way I look at it is that if my dick was leaking blood, I wouldn't expect a woman to go down on that and be like. <laughs> 
This is great. <laughs> this is wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm not, no, it's it's just yeah. no. I've never. I've I've never. I I do not. <laughs> I'm from Detroit, but I do not have my Red Wings. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I. All right. So you you you're, you're not a fan of butt sex, but you are a fan of the spicy taco. So, <laughs> where the That's river funny. flows. Yeah. It took me a second. <laughs> oh, so, you know, as long as we're talking about sex, we can talk about the, the book that I've been reading. Yeah, that's not a comic book. That's a graphic novel. Well, this is actually it's uh, it collects the first eight issues of the series. Okay, so it's a um, uh, com- a collection, yeah, or a, gotcha. whatever you want to call it. This is on Image Comics. It's actually called Sex. Wait a minute, Image, Image. The guys that did like back in the nineties, the the uh, Wildcat or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't even know that that comic book. I'm good, thank you. I didn't All even right. know that uh, combo company was still around. Well, the whole concept behind Image is that it's creator-owned. So, and Jim Lee these did a characters. lot of stuff for him, right? No. No? It was mostly uh, the Marvel artist that can't draw feet, Rob Layfield. <laughs> what did you say, can't draw feet? He can't draw feet. Read it, go, re- look at a picture of anybody that Rob Layfield draws, and they either, their feet are flat, and they kind of point out all weird, and he doesn't know what to do with them, and they splay out like penguins, or or they're like pointed, like they're flying in there. Even if they're standing on the ground, they're like, pointed so they're on tippy toes. Ballerinas, okay, gotcha. Preferably, there's enough dust around that they can just like <laughs> obscure the feet, and then he can just make everybody run really fast without making them look ridiculous. But a lot of, there was a bunch of artists that uh, mostly migrated from uh marvel to start their own creator own series and the whole idea is you yeah you create these characters and you have 100 percent ownership over them no you can't you don't have an editor telling you what you can or can't do with the story and you're also not tied to a continuum um you know a lot of times writers want to go places with characters and they can't because they're like well you can't do that with the hulk because he's still got to be like this for this scenario that's happening over here when he meets up with the fantastic four and gives the thing a hand job which <laughs> okay thank you for putting that mental picture in my mind first of all but no that's what uh john Byrne. Hulk smash that's what john Byrne ran into with uh chris claremont with the uh x-men that's why yeah it's a, long story short it's one of the reasons he left the x-men oh uh, really yeah when he after the Phoenix i'm not aware saga. of this i'm a huge x-men fan but yeah, go on. Well, John Byrne did uh, the Phoenix Saga yep. and and Days of Future Past. Yep, absolute classics. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and his, his thing was he wanted he wanted to. In fact, actually, John Byrne is Canadian from Alberta and gave that explains uh, Alpha Force exactly, <laughs> exactly. And 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 he he's the one that gave Wolverine his backstory up to that point in the, in, the, in the comic book universe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he made him Canadian. He made him. You know, part and, of Alpha Force. Yeah, because uh, Claremont didn't create Wolverine. Wolverine kind of popped up as this uh, random character that was fighting uh, the Hulk. The Hulk. Well, actually, he was and sent Wendigo. to Wendigo. Yeah, he was sent to to, to, to kill the Wendigo, and, yeah. he, and the Hulk ended up uh, was it uh, was the Incredible Hulk one eighty one? I believe it was. Yeah. First, his first appearance, yep. and then one eighty two is the the fight. Which side note? If you've never read Old Man Logan. I haven't. Great series. Takes place in the future, but you get to see another Hulk versus Wolverine battle. 
Really? Actually, a few of them. It's really cool. All right, a little bit of a spoiler. Hulk, there's Hulks reproduce and kind of take over the world in the future. They run shit, and everybody who's not a Hulk is kind of like a slave. Okay. And Wolverine just lives out in the cabin and is like, don't fuck with me, and I don't <laughs> fuck with you. <laughs> Yeah, and just, of course, I, I, I'm good at what I do, but what I do ain't pretty. So just stay away from me. Yeah. So yeah. So Chris Claremont didn't create Wolverine, but he created that line. Yeah. yeah. He very he very much steered Wolverine into a character that made sense and had this rich history. Yeah. Him and him and John Byrne both yeah. did. That and, they uh, might as well have created him because they took nothing and made something out of it. They took some guy who just had claws and a stupid mask. Yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons that, that John Byrne left the X-Men is because he said, he uh, the sad <laughs> walking away music. The, wait a minute. It's one of my favorite family guy things. Yeah. It's where Peter wait. gets drunk and he finds out he can play the piano. Play the final theme from the oh. Yeah, and he's just... And Stewie just... But, but no, he said, I, I couldn't do what I wanted to do with the characters, with the storylines, because Marvel was like, no, you're not. This is our, even back then. Wait a minute. Chris Claremont was doing all the writing though. No, he wasn't. It was, it was a joint thing between him and John Byrne. If you, if you go back, if Look on Wikipedia. The Phoenix mm-hmm. Saga. Of course, because uh, it would be correct. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I know. I, uh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, s- uh, Snoops.com, whatever the fuck. It was, it was him and John Byrne wrote those, those stories. Like, they, they, they plotted them out. Mm-hmm. And he had an issue with, with, with Chris Claremont, and there was a falling out. And he said, well, I want to take X-Men in one direction. And Marvel said, no, you can't. And that's when Byrne went to Fantastic Four, started doing the Fantastic Four. And he took that completely over. That's when She-Hulk became one of the Fantastic Four. Okay. And that's how much he wanted, you know what I'm saying? Like, he got took the thing out of Fantastic Four and introduced She-Hulk. Yeah. That's how much he wanted control over what he was what he was writing and what he was doing. Well, see, after Fantastic Four, he, he next left. Men. He let Yeah, next and Men. And Danger Unlimited. But he left Marvel and ended up doing uh, Man of Steel. Oh, and you worked... I didn't know you... I forgot about Hellboy. I've read his Hellboy stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's right. John Byrne probably... Everyone in the comic world says he's an asshole, but he's probably like one of my favorite artists. I love his art, and I I love his storylines. I have... uh, 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 Shit, I just had a brain fart. The Canadian superhero team. Alpha Flight. Thank you. I have one until he gave up... And I think it was episode or uh, issue 25. And what happened was the guy doing the Hulk took over Alpha Flight and he took over the Hulk. And it was a crossover issue. And once John Byrne stopped doing it, I was like, I'm done. I'm out. No interest anymore in Alpha Flight, period, (laughs) whatsoever. But I I know what you're saying as far as wanting image. They They gave them control over their own intellectual property. It wasn't. Look, you write this for us. It's no, this yeah. is yours, and that's one of the things John Byrne was trying to do in the in the eighties with comics, but it just wasn't happening. You know what I'm saying? It was too, he 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 was right, too comic early. Books had come pretty far, but we were yet to see. Like now, it, they actually have more of uh, like a royalty structure. You get a certain percentage of what's sold. Well, Image had, had, but you still don't own the character by any means. Image had Spawn, though, right? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, because Todd McFarlane did did uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Yep, and then when he left, he he did. 
Spawn on, I believe it's Andrews, didn't he right? Do, didn't, didn't Spawn start while he was still doing Spider-Man, or did he leave to do it? I think he left. Yeah, he must have, because, because Spider-Man it's not like they were friendly at the time. Spider-Man 300 was his like crowning achievement with, with The Amazing Spider-Man, the run he had with it. And that was 88, I want to say. Yeah. No! So, <laughs> dude, I remember buying the... Or, or dude, the Todd, the fuck out of you. The Todd McFarlane... The uh, the number one I bought I had one that I left in the plastic bag because it came sealed. Yes, yeah. It was, I think it was the first comic book I ever seen that had come sealed. So I opened, I bought two, one to read, one to leave sealed. Yep. Same thing with Death of Superman. And I was so into, and you know, I actually look back on McFarlane's art, and I, I don't see all the appeal. I see, I see what excited me about it a little bit, and how dynamic everything was, and there was, uh, I don't know, it was kind of a new way of drawing comic books that had a, a lot more motion to them, uh, that kind of made stuff that came before it seem too stiff. Yeah, I can but, I can see that, but and it had a. I've always been drawn to artists that had more where you can see the line work more. Mm-hmm. You know, it has more of a sketchy quality to it. Looking back on it now, no. it's no, kind of like uh, man, he's just kind of all over the place, and everyone's just kind of crazy looking and insane. I don't know. It didn't hold. His appeal certainly didn't hold, and no doubt it was tarnished by the movie. <laughs> the, the, the abortion that but is anyway movie. so you know image has continued on and it does a lot of comic books that i really like mm-hmm. and actually a lot of marvel writers write stuff for image as well um there's another one that i'm reading by uh jonathan hickman east of west that i just started reading that's uh really good i know you're gay conversation you guys are just having I, oh, all right so we're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap this up with uh my quick review of sex now <laughs> thumbs up i yeah. love it <laughs> sex is great this and, is, and, and the bloodier the better apparently this is by the author i was familiar with joe casey the uh, artist is peter kowalski that's uh, p-i-o-t-r so it's kind of like how colossus spells his name i believe okay right yeah your face for free but Joe Casey, um, well, he he wrote for Uncanny X-Men. Now, this was a uh, later period, post-Claremont, 90s era. Um, he also wrote for The Incredible Hulk, and he's done a number of uh, image comics as well. But this one, uh, well, first of all, just visually kind of generic, although lots of bold colors and uh, really kind of comic booky, superhero-y kind of thing. But you'll notice flipping through it, there's a lot more nudity than your average comic book. And uh, it gets a little graphic, too. They actually show some penetration. A little bit. A little bit of penetration, yeah. Like, <laughs> like you, you see a veiny, fucking purple-headed yogurt slinger. A little bit. Just going in. A little bit, you know. All right. I mean, it, it kind of still looks like Cartman. Comic books have changed it since can, I was reading them. It kind of still looks like Cartman's dick. <laughs> 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 when he walks across the stage and he thinks he's invisible, which <laughs> is my favorite moment <laughs> in any South Park. <laughs> he's <laughs> scooting across. <laughs> but anyway, so this is a really racy comic book, as the title might suggest. But what this is about is, uh, it, well, you can tell that you know he if DC or Marvel let him, he would do this with traditional heroes that we're aware of. Because mm-hmm. there's definite nods to it. The main character is kind of half Superman, half Batman. Okay. He's a captain, whatever type of superhero, but he's like got his big computer and like he researches everything too, and he's got all these gadgets, right? But he's retired. 
for some reason that's yet to be revealed, he's he's retired from being a superhero, and uh, they're kind of setting it up so that uh, he, he's like addicted to this action-packed lifestyle that he's now doesn't have in his life, and he needs something to replace it. Well, guess what that is? I'm gonna go ahead and guess sex. Yeah. <laughs> And there's a with, with penetration, right? Everyone and knows that. you need to go back to school, pick up some knowledge. <laughs> and there's a, and then there's like a kind of Catwoman type character as well. And they have a very graphic scene early on of her whipping out the old vibrator after an encounter with the Superman Batman type character, what, what, nice. going home and fantasizing about you know getting caught by him. They're running across the rooftops oh, okay, and he okay. tackles I, her I, I and thought, pins thought, her down. I thought they, they shared some special time drag. together. And then she was like, move about the vibrator now because you didn't get the job done. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, she, she fantasizes about being like captured by him and maybe a little dominated by him. And it just... Jesus fucking Christ. Does this come with a condom, this book? I, it, but you know what? You know what? I, okay, so the writing in here is... Honestly, it's pretty run-of-the-mill comic book stuff. It's nothing too exciting... Uh, it's a little bit, kind of there's some wit in it. It's kind of like watching one of the Iron Man movies. There's some snappy dialogue and stuff in there. Get weird tonight or but what? it talks plainly and openly about so much of the subtext of comic books. There's a, there's a big part, of, sex is a big part of comic books, especially hero comic books. Uh, what was it? Uh, Holden Caulfield. Or not Holden Caulfield. Holden huh? McNeil said in... Uh, Holden McGroin. No, in uh, uh, Chasing Amy, he goes, he goes, over or underweight guys are our bread and butter. Big, t- big, <laughs> yeah. big, big, big tits, big, big pecs, or, you know. Or Shatner. Look at you people. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever even kissed a girl, much less got laid? Get a life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, see, now, you, uh, he opened... The fucking the, the the you open the, the fucking gates. gates, yes. Let it out because. All right, I, I, I love I, this I, song. By the way, I'm about to. <laughs> okay, real quick, just I, yeah. a buddy of mine growing up uh, was like George Michael's gay. I'm like fucking fucking gay. He wrote no way, I want man. your sex. Did you see that chick in that tub? Yeah. And the one that was walking around with his shirt on and shit, the blonde one. Oh yeah. man, no way that guy's gay. So, he's so got that leather jacket and shit. <laughs> and he's shaking his ass. Yeah, he looks like yeah. Bruce Springsteen, yeah. man. So fast forward. Fuck you, he's gay. Fast forward 20 years and he's like, so anyways, I told you he was gay. I was like, ah, yeah. And he goes, now think about this. Uh, father figure is written by a gay guy. Put your tiny hand in mine. And I was like, oh, okay. It was always creepy no matter what. Thank you. But I was like, oh, now it's really kind of... I like this song, actually. But it's always really creepy. Okay. um, But then tell us a lot of stuff that Sting wrote. Oh, no shit, dude. (laughs) Fucking don't stand so close to me. What up, stalker? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone that fucking thinks... Uh, uh, every breath you take is a fucking love song. No, 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 that's no, 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 no. And the one that's just unabashedly uh, stalkerish. The uh, what's the fucking song? We used to play it with the cover band that went nowhere. Remember what was the name of the police song? 
that was about oh, uh, 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 can't stand losing you. Yeah, I can't, can't stand, stand losing. I can't you. stand losing. Yeah, yeah. You just outright yeah. talking about I'm gonna kill myself. And you'll be sorry. You'll be sorry when I'm dead. Exactly. All this guilt will be on your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Sting had some issues. Oh, totally, dude. Synchronicity is probably the epitome of Sting's issues, especially because well, because yeah, mother. The, and then the the okay, synchronicity is it, it? That's the one where the guy goes to work. I'm talking about the whole album, but yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I'm I'm thinking about the song where he goes there's to work two and songs. it's it's yeah there's synchronicity one and two but the one that he he's going to work and it's yeah. it's 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 father grips the wheel and, and but it's also like it's something about like a, a monster in Loch Ness yeah. and it's and it's a parallel you know like yeah there's you get the idea that there's something welling up that this guy is going to snap. Yeah, that the mo- yeah. that the monster finally breaching the lake is him, like you know, about to just lose it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, real quick, just I cannot pronounce his name. Who? The guy who wrote Fight Club. What's Chuck Palanyuk? Is that how you pronounce his name? Palanyuk. 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 I think. See, I'm not good at it. Chuck Palanyuk. That's okay. the best way I've come up with pronouncing it. Okay. I uh, believe it's correct. I've read a lot of his books. I have you read um, the one story where he's it's 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 about masturbation and it's yeah. it, the one that people like were literally like fainting when he read the story to him about the guy <laughs> who's like jerking off yeah. at the bottom of the pool and it, 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 <laughs> it, his intestines get caught and yeah it, that shit see the, the, going back to the comic book thing that's the type of stuff that I'm waiting for to hit the comic book you know like like you know what I'm saying like I'm waiting for that type of stuff where they're pushing the envelope so much I mean what you just mm-hmm. described to me sounds you know it's it's kind of racy you know but there's I, an, I mean you that stuff's fairly readily available I mean first of all if you just want sex you go get some Japanimation oh, some manga yeah. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about like, like that can be easily found. But yeah, there's, uh, well, there's a lot more adult-themed superhero comic books. Well, I remember when I was a kid, there was a comic book called Vigilante on DC, and it didn't have the uh, little "We approve" yeah. comic stamp. Wasn't the the uh, what was the abbrevi- the CC yeah, yeah, yeah. comics code the comic comic code yeah. And uh, one of the storylines that went for about, I don't know, about like a 10, maybe 12, maybe a, maybe a whole year arc was he was hunting down a, a group of child molesters. And I mean, this comic threw it out. There. I mean, this was 1980s. It threw it yeah. out there to the point where my mom it just randomly came into my room one day when I wasn't there and picked this comic of all the fucking comics <laughs> I had up. It was like, of course. what the fuck are you reading? You know, and flipped the fuck out. And I'm like... He's killing them. Isn't that a good thing? Like, aren't we supposed to get rid of child molesters? You know, I'm trying to play it off best I can. But yeah, it, it just it was uh, some really dark shit. And I guess it's kind of what I'm waiting for with with, with comics because you hungry? Hey, mom, we, we got some meatloaf. You're waiting mom, for it. The meatloaf. Well, no, I mean because you got like Neil Gaiman, 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 Gaiman. Yeah. Okay. Gay man. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But you know. Uh, you know, it, he, he he went he went kind of dark, 
and I mean, there's there's been dark periods in Marvel, like, but it's it's it. They just touch upon it, like the whole thing with the yeah. With but the, Neil's Neil Gaiman's darkness is still very fantasy based. It's I, not. I mean, he, I guess yeah. He he deals with a lot of dark issues, but he doesn't come out across as a morose writer. I I guess not to I, me. I, I I just although he does yeah. I mean, there's like a lot of death. Involved yeah, in all yeah, of this stuff. yeah. That's <laughs> does seem to have that's, a. That's pretty much the most. Uh, like, but he's got such a good sense of humor, and but you remember the uh, the guy in the uh, the co-pilot was named Gaiman. <laughs> Soul Plane. <laughs> I, I've done my best to to block Jesus. out Soul Plane, <laughs> even though even though it did have one of the best punchlines from the Boondock series when Martin Luther King was not killed and he goes BET is the worst thing I've ever seen now I'd like to talk about soul plane yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit alright well anyways let's wrap this shit up <laughs> we've we've rambled on about comics way too uh, long Aaron uh, and, and Chris I'm so sorry yeah. sir I'm so sorry for, for why because uh, you've just been over here trying your best just to stay awake <laughs> and, and put drops in I think we've We've got like a, a whole other show already, I believe. And we, I don't have really any idea what the fuck this show was about, but it was about music and comic books. <laughs> and ICB. <laughs> and ICP. This yes. is why we call it unregimented, right? I'm all over here like this. I, I don't know if you saw. I, I don't know if the message I sent to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking. You're, you're spacing it. <laughs> you're spacing out. <laughs> That's someone else's bed. I don't want to go on the bed too long. I know, but yeah, it's but so perfect. It's so perfect. Yeah. Detroiters will get that. Well, yeah, that's, old, that old is an old homage. Detroiters will get that. <laughs> yes. He just totally fucking just dreamweavered out on this <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no, I, I, I yeah, you were like. <laughs> okay, here we go. Is it wrong? Wait, I kind of like this song. What is this? Dreamweaver, man. Oh, oh, I no, didn't No, it's yeah, Wayne's you, World. You She's forward. a babe. Swing. Yeah. I realize you're still listening to Dreamweaver. I, I kind of like this song. It's it, okay at work. <laughs> song sucks. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Something sucks so bad that it's good. Yeah, the Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? The Bee Gees. Oh, uh, at work, the uh, guy had a bunch of records, and they got water damaged, and they, they, he, got paid, out, one he got paid out on them. No, yeah, no, I found that no, uh, he, for a store a long time ago. He bought Xanadu on purpose. I bought that with hard, cold, hard cash. <laughs> and, he's, and he's shitting all over Dreamweaver. That's the funny yeah. part. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. And uh, well, who would you rather fuck? Electric Light Orchestra or 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 no. Gary whatever his face from Dreamweaver, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Um. No. So yeah. Uh, there's a uh, gatefold uh, Saturday Night Fever in there. Some great shots of Travolta inside. I work hard on my hair. That's what that's what I kept. Oh, Sandy! That's my hair. You always hit my hair. That's my favorite part. I love that movie. I've never seen the whole movie. Oh God, it's great, dude. No, I. It's I, good. It's good. It's good. Bad. Have you seen? Um. Uh. Have you seen Summer of Sam? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. L- love Spike Lee. I will watch anything he'll pretty much put out. He got half that movie from Saturday Night Fever. Really? Yeah. Had no idea. Absolutely. Never. Dude, I just. Oh, God. You take Saturday Night Fever and you take any serial killer mystery. And actually, you know what? There's way more Saturday Night Fever in there than there is serial killer in Summer of Sam. The main story is really the relationship or him being such a fuck up or well yeah and then his his crew from the from it happens the hood like, beating the shit thinking he's the killer and and uh yeah. is Adrian, Adrian Brody yeah. yeah he thinks they think yeah. he's the killer but yeah but that was that story was i mean it used the uh the uh son of sam killer as a backdrop really just to facilitate certain plot points and really to drive home a message of in this case not racial tension but just the you had in the 70s so many different things like you had popular music that just seemed to kind of splinter in the 70s and even there's a lot of radical things going on in the 70s punk rock and uh disco and even in movies crazy ass movies experimentation i mean yeah you got you got uh uh Fucking Taxi Driver. You had, right. you know, a movies that. Uh, what, oh shit! What was the one with John Voight and? Uh, uh, I'm walking uh, here. Uh, I'm uh, walking. Uh, you know, you know the guy yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it got an Midnight X rating. Cowboy? Yes, it got an X rating. Yeah, not for no. Like an X. Like okay. A, here's the thing about the X rating. I found this out. I, this actually I found it on another podcast. Uh, stuff you should know. The, uh, there is really no such thing as an X rating. People used it to kind of promote the fact that they that it was an a more adult film that you're going to see something kind of crazy or racy or you might see some nudity a lot of harsh language no 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 come on man am mmpa or whatever the fuck it was they they handed out x ratings and now it's mc17 that's remember uh angel heart with uh the 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 chick from fucking uh the Cosby Show, and yeah. that got that was the first NC seventeen, and, and that no, supplanted the X. That it, wasn't the first one. What was the first? What was the first one? You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Hold on, you're gonna have to edit some of this because we're gonna look this up, or maybe <laughs> at, not. At but this maybe point, I'm we're wrong. just having a conversation. Well, I don't you know even what? know if any of this is gonna make it. So maybe, maybe I'm confused. Maybe it was the triple X rating. No, triple X was yeah. That was that a self-imposed. That. Yeah, that was what. What, what porn people would do because it was like ooh we're triple X we're that was just a way to promote I'm sorry X rating symbol used by the Motion Picture Association of America from 1968 to 1990 and that's when they went to NC-17 the first I know the answer to this what was the first NC-17 movie by the way Angel Heart great movie <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chris. You you were just. We need the beginning of Dreamweaver Weaver on loop at this point for you. It's just like I just don't care about any of this. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, X replaced by NC17. The rating system's early years X-rated films such as Midnight Cowboy, A Clockwork Orange. Yep. There's uh, well, there's that crazy. I remember watching uh, A Clockwork Orange because I love that book. I've read it many times, and I finally watched Kubrick's movie. And there's that great scene where he meets the two chicks in the uh, record store. Yeah. And yeah. then it just plays all on fast forward like a Benny Hill episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, to Beethoven, if I'm, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I'm going to go with a Lud Van. Ultra Violence. Let's see. By the way, real quick. In September of 1990, the MPA introduced the rating NC-17. Henry in June, previously to be assigned in X rating, was the first film to receive the NC-17 rating. Yes, I... Because of his lewd behavior with those potatoes. Yes, I I now remember that being, yes, the first (laughs) NC-17. What was so crazy about that movie? I love that movie. I saw it many times in high school. I didn't think anything was like... I can't believe it almost got an X rating. What was so insane? I, was it that was there that much nudity in it? That's not I, what I, I remember was, about it. Well, Clerks got an NC seventeen. Yeah, the first cut, and it was not. It, there's no nudity in Clerks. It was the language and what they talked about. They said it was too many f bombs. You that, can only say it, you can be PG in PG thirteen. You can say fuck once. Once, yep, yeah. But I mean, let's be honest. Any Quentin Tarantino movies blown fucking the amount of fucks you can or cannot say and still get an R rating out the water. Yeah, I mean, shit. You really want to get down to it? I, I what uh, Django Unchained? That was a uh, I think what two hundred and some uses of the N bomb. Like it was it. it it made Spike Lee go, God damn, I don't even use that word that much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think Spike Lee uses that word. He, oh, he don't think he, he writes drops an it. N-bomb? He writes it, but I don't think he uses it. He writes it because he knows that it's used. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about, he didn't, he's, he said, I don't even use him in my in my movies. I don't right. even. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm I meant. Sorry. That's what I meant. Because, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, for. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm assuming. I'm making assumptions that I don't know. I don't know Spike Lee personally. He just doesn't come across as a guy who would He's like, going to walk around dropping that And this and that. Yeah. yeah. He, but when he writes his movies, he knows that, well, this is a language that people use, and exactly. I've got to write true to form. Exactly. Exactly. Because... Uh, and said, hey, Sal, how come there's no brothers on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, because every time it gets really hot in my pizza place, I'm like, if a dude walks in... Playing fight the power on a fucking boombox. I'm the Turn fuck out of here. Shit. <laughs> oh, quick tangent. Ever watch Do the Right Thing on TV? You like like broadcast TV? Where yeah. It? No. Like Channel Fifty back in the No. <laughs> it's great. Watch Radio Rahim goes into the Asian-owned convenience store and asks for two D batteries, D motherfucker. Batteries. <laughs> and she says, C, and he goes, D, Mickey Ficky, D. <laughs> yeah, okay, because there's also uh, the, the Big Lebowski. Yeah. This is what happens when you when you strand a stranger in the Alps. And yeah. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah. You know exactly. find. Really? This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Alps. Yes. Are you watching? I hope you're watching because this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Yes. I. Oh my God. I. The first time I saw that, I. I. I pretty much damn near pissed myself laughing. I was like, okay. I. I have to wonder if well, the Coen brothers. Little on me. Walter. <laughs> What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Here you go, Larry. You see what happens? You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens? 
this is what happens, Larry. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? <laughs> you see what happens, Larry? And that's, that's John Goodman's voice. He, he yeah. did that. So that makes me think the Coen brothers had something to do with it. They were like, well, if you're going to fucking cut up our movie, right. we're going to have a fucking say-so. Right, right. What the hell are you doing, man? Oh, my God. I fucked this car last week. Oh, it's such um, a fucking classic movie. And yes, Donnie, we can go to the In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> Let me see if I can find what you're talking about what are we talking about? <laughs> I know <at> this point, <laughs> who fucking even knows anymore at this point we might as well just remove the microphones and just have a conversation because it's what we're doing <laughs> yeah but somebody might want to hear it i don't know it kind of sick freak <laughs> listens to this shit <laughs> want me to punch your face for free <laughs> a leader of cola uh, cap you know i'm not a big union guy I, I'm just saying. Hey, Cap, you know I'm cool, but I can take no responsibility for these, these white, white devils. devils. <laughs> yes, I use that at work all the time. All the time. <laughs> and it's, I can imagine it's your job that is rather appropriate. <laughs> Two tacos? <laughs> they think I'm Mexican. You're not? <laughs> I am all... It was, no, I, I derive so much power from the lips. I, I am all that is man. Yes. <laughs> it's funny because uh, uh, it's all on the lips. I, I use that one... Uh, at work the other day, uh, a guy showed up. He, I don't know, he did something overly manly. And I was like, if you look up all that is man in a dictionary, there's a picture of Hemingway and you for what you just did. And he goes, who the fuck's Hemingway? And I'm going, oh. I, th I thought that was a, a, a wise joke, but it apparently is wasted on this guy. <laughs> Faith no more? You talk too much. Oh. You talk too much. <laughs> Fuck yeah. This is like my favorite one. You talk I think we may have. I think you're getting some extra long shows this week. Yeah, no shit, right? Do not envy you on the editing job. <laughs> at all. This will be my day tomorrow. To get that one ready for Monday. Anyways, so you take it out on that one, huh? Yeah, was this gonna hey, be? I, I can two take and a half hit. hour show. Hey, I know when to shut up. I'm not one of those guys who keeps talking when he's been. T no. no, that's me. Uh, unfortunately, I was, I was doing the old uh, like Warner Brothers joke. <laughs> hey, you don't have to tell me twice to shut up. <laughs> I know when to be quiet. You talk about your girl from head. Talk about people that you don't even know. <laughs> Alright guys, thanks for listening, liking, and sharing Unregimented on Facebook, following us on Twitter at Unregimented Pod, Unregimented at ChristopherMedia.net is how you can email us. Subscribe to Unregimented on by clicking through the iTunes banner on ChristopherMedia.net. Android users, you can find Unregimented on Stitcher Radio. You can donate to Christopher Media by using the PayPal button on ChristopherMedia.net. You can help to save podcasting by clicking through the Amazon banner, bookmarking the page, and you buy something. Amazon will donate part of each purchase to the Podcast Legal Defense Fund, helping to save podcasting from the... Cocksuckers. No, it's just... Uh, no uh, repeats. Trolls. No, 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 no repeats. The dick nozzles. Dick nozzles. There we the go. Douche nozzles. Douche, douche nozzles. nozzles. Yeah, nice. there we go. Uh, the douche nozzles, the personal audio. 
If you're looking to launch your own website, click through the HostGator banner, ChristopherMedia.net. That's who we use to host all of the Christopher Media shows, like this one, Unregimented, every uh, Monday and Thursday. The Weedsman Podcast comes out every Friday, and uh, a lot of our tangents end up showing up on Tuesday in the form of, uh, we call them bonus nuggets. We're, we're going to have an extra long bonus nugget, by the way. Really? Oh, boy, did we rant. And ramble, more like. Cool. Yeah, that's usually with the, the Weedsman. Yeah. Usually a lot of rambling. No, n- not like the tightly run ship here <laughs> on Regiment. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, like night and day. <laughs> yeah. No, we never ramble here. <laughs> we we are always on topic and on point. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a happy coincidence right there. Of Eminem question everything. They come out every Sunday. Toddzilla X-Pod. Uh, whenever he feels like it. He's gracious for this present two consecutive weeks. Will there be three? I don't know. Well, by the time Some you Some classic shit. And, oh, God, you know, uh, he said what I wish I could articulate about Robin Williams. Like, we, we talked a lot about him on last week's. But just listen to this, this last Toddzilla X-Pod. And he has a, a very touching demon, homage the de- yeah, to the man. The demon. The right. demon. Yes. Yeah. Number five. But uh, oh, always during goddamn hostgate. But you can <laughs> support us by and if you're the hostgator banner. Get yourself a website to distract yourself. <laughs> yeah. And get one from hostgator by clicking through our banner because for media.net. DraftKings One Day Fantasy Sports. No being locked into a team for an entire season. You can draft a new team every day. Christopher Media listeners are winning real money. None of this fake money. Really? They're winning real money every get day. Money. Get money. Sorry. Yeah, you can get money at DraftKings. Are they having some big like pre-football thing yeah, going on? Fantasy, fo- fantasy football is back with their five million with an M. Million. Million. There's a nice decade and a half old reference from us sorry no, it's, i joined in it you know it's a it's a group effort the 55 million dollar kickoff bash <laughs> please click the banner for media.net and sign up today on that <laughs> you broke rich man <laughs> what you uh, doing chill <laughs> true, true. <laughs> oh man, we'll see you guys next week. Alright. Yeah, Later, guys. guys. We'll catch you next Monday. See ya. Oh, real quick. Oh, well, we're, no, wait. We're back for I don't, I don't know. Maybe this will make it in the podcast or not, but this morning I had to borrow your keys because I did jump my car. Yes. Remember? You do remember that, right? <laughs> yeah. I left work early yesterday. Because I had burst, a, actually the same hose that I fixed, it burst somewhere else. And so I had to have time to go fix it. And I left early, I fixed it, left my lights on in the garage, <laughs> woke up, and I'm like, just leaving on time to get there, you know, right right at 9 o'clock. Nothing, you know, there's absolutely nothing happening. It's just, just a faint little glow of like the brake light comes up and is like, and I'm like, fuck. I don't want to be that putz that, like, you know, leaves week work early one day and then shows up late the, the next, next day. And yeah. in, in my, I'm still in my first two weeks. You know, I barely know these guys. He's on so double I, secret. I'm starting. I'm starting to panic. Like, I immediately <laughs> run. Chris was already up, and I'm like, I need your help. I'm banging on the door. Like, I just need your keys. I need to jump my car. Run out there. Like, 
knock everything out of the way in the garage, like kicking fucking all because I've been working on the car for like the last, I don't know, month. And I'm like kicking tools and everything out of the way and clearing a path. And I jump in Chris's car and I start it up, pull it into the garage and I grab the jumper cables. And I'm like standing on top of the car like the thing's dying on me. Like, live, damn you! (laughs) (laughs) Don't like pounding on the engine. It's not coming to life. But the battery terminals are all corroded. So, And even one of the, uh, the clamps from the jumper cables is broken, too. The spring broke on it. <laughs> so I have to kind of, like, hold it on. But then finally, through, like, grinding the things into the terminals, I get some metal-to-metal contact. <laughs> and the, le- the headlights just go, boom, and come on all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah, jump over to the driver's side and crank the, the ignition. Thing starts up right away. And then it's a quick scramble to disconnect everything and pull it out. <laughs> pull the, the car back into the driveway. So you, you felt like 80s era Vince Neil? Why, like why are you starting this story? I sped a little bit on the freeway. Got there at 9.01. Why are you there telling this story? You said real quick. Was it What? Like we close the show and then you were like, hey, I wanted to add this real quick. I don't know. He got there at 9.01. I just had, no, matters. I just wanted to tell you guys the story about me getting it. It doesn't even have to have anything to do with it. We were just recording, so I was like, why the fuck not? <laughs> you still had the headphones on. I wanted to tell you a story, goddammit. That is a very long story, but well told. It wasn't that long. I'm fucking with you. Calm down. That's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. That's insane. Can I hear it again? Do you have time? Oh, Fine. I'll see you next week. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise.